up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Gail. Welcome. Hi there. Enchanté. What's that mean? I think it's nice to meet you in French. <gasps> or maybe it's like, I think it means enchanted, but people use it to say nice to meet you. Like, Enchanté. I was enchanted to meet, meet you. I honestly think <laughs> if someone were to do like a poll of the things that if we were to do a poll, uh-huh. like the things that people like the least that we do it's while we're singing. recording, it has to be the amount of times we say like, the singing, and the mispronunciation of words. I would guess those are the top three. It adds character, though. It does. It really Imagine does. a podcast where we pronounced everything correctly. And never saying. Never say, It would be sad and It'd lonely. It would be sad and like knew what was happening in pop that's, culture. That's not drinks after work. So if that's you guys, not what you get. If you guys want that, you can, we'll wait. You can leave and uh, we'll continue on with our... Saying and that might be what you need, but it's not what you're gonna get. No, no. Well, welcome back, everyone. It is, I mean, I know this episode is gonna be released next week, but it is a Monday. We're recording a little early this week. I'm feeling a little bit of the Monday like blues. I don't know what it is. I don't feel okay. So, you don't feel good, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get crazy Sunday scaries slash like crippling anxiety. <gasps> did you have anxiety last night too? No, no, I was going to oh. say I didn't really. <laughs> Sorry. First you're on. like, you feel horrible too? You have crippling anxiety too? Sorry. I feel Go bad. On. I keep saying no. I'm like, no. Like, no. <laughs> so what the no, hell is wrong? I definitely went through a stage of Sunday scaries. Oh. I think over the past few months, I've, I've felt better going into Sundays. I'm like, okay. all right. I think it's because I'm drinking less. I think there's a direct correlation between blacking out on a Saturday night <gasps> and like having anxiety on a Sunday night. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but I do think that like, even if I don't have like a crazy weekend of like, again, like not really drinking, being productive, like yesterday, I actually did laundry. I put clothes away in my room, like all those things. You did I, the whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. When do you normally do it? During the week? Just like never. Oh. You know me, like I take things out of one suitcase. I do laundry, put them into another suitcase for like another trip. So then, your hamper is your, your suitcase? Yeah, like either my hamper <laughs> is my dresser and my suitcase is my dresser. I don't know. That's okay. I don't, it's just, it wasn't good. Like wasn't. bags of clothes everywhere. I, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. But like, you know, when like it's in the back of your mind for like weeks and weeks and weeks, you're like, I have to do this. I have to do this so on Sunday. And I always make excuses. I'm like, I really should do this. But, and I even texted you on Sunday. I was like, let's get dinner together. Let's go out. Let's do something. And like, you were like, we're going to stay in. Honestly, even though I didn't get to see you, which made me sad. Yeah. I know. It like didn't give me an excuse. To Did not- you stay home? Yeah, like I ended up doing like laundry and being productive. Like I will try to find anything else to do other than my laundry. So I did it. I don't know where I'm going. I'm like trying to land the plane of this conversation. Oh, anyways, even though I had such a productive day and I like went to bed pretty early, there's just always that Monday morning funk. You had to like dust off the cobwebs, even if you got plenty of sleep the night before. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like I'm just now starting to come into like, all right, like the week has started. It's time. I feel like I'm so torn between, cause like I was so torn yesterday. I was like, that's why I didn't answer the group chat for a while. Cause I was like yeah. needing to debate, like, what do I want to do? I knew that if I went out, if we went out to dinner, I would not be home until like maybe 9 PM and yeah. none of my laundry would get done. My, my whole yourself. nighttime routine would be off. And I was like, but then at the same time, I'm like, okay, life but we, is for living. Life is for living. Summer is almost over. I hate to say it. Don't hate me, but it is. So like, let's make the most of the nice nights we have. But then I was like, no, I just need a break. Yeah. I need a break. And then I still ended up having the Sunday scaries. I downloaded the Calm app. Have you heard about it? I have heard about it. I downloaded it. It's, um, it's like a few minutes Right, like like it's a five there's, minute long thing. Or there's so I honestly highly recommend. I don't know if anyone struggles with really bad anxiety like I do, but I saw Silvana. How do you say your last name? Dave Portnoy's Mojica, girlfriend, I think. Mojica. I she posted about it the other day, and I was spiraling last night, and I finally downloaded it. And you can get like a week trial. Otherwise, it's like fifty dollars for the year. Which if you do the math, that's like pennies per day. It's honestly so worth it. It's like a little more than like a dollar. $50 divided by 365 days. I don't know what that is. It's like oh, pennies oh, to the oh. day. 
Oh, 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 wait, $50 a year? A year, oh, not a month. Oh. Yeah. So um, I did like this like breathing meditation thing and it actually worked. So that's not the one where they, they read you stories, is it? They, but they might because they have like, they have like okay. meditations. They have like, like, like lullabies on there. They probably do have stories. I didn't really ex- explore okay. it that much. I don't but. know if that's, I got one probably like a year ago when I was having really bad anxiety and like was having trouble falling asleep at night mm-hmm. and people would like read you stories before bed. <laughs> like it sounds creepy. <laughs> like bedtime like, stories? Yes. Like someone with a really soothing voice would like read, I don't even know how to explain it. It sounds so weird now. Wait, this is so creepy. At That's the time, so weird. At the time someone recommended it to me and like, people with really calming voices would like read you really simple stories, but like a five minute long story. And I think it's supposed to replicate like when you got stories read to you as a little kid, but it would like, it's supposed to like make you fall asleep because it's like so soothing. I was browsing through it, trying to find like a meditation I wanted to do. And then I was like under the, like basically it asked you like how you're feeling. And there's like eight different things that you can click on. And I clicked on like the most, um, the most aggressive like anxiety one that you could. And so like Jay Shetty pops up and I'm like, oh. not now Jay Shetty. Like, I don't need you right now. I need freaking meditation right now or something. But it just, it just is so funny that like you can be given all the tools for success, but if you're not like willing to do the work, you're not going to change. So I was like, huh, maybe these people are onto something. Like maybe I should like practice breathing more often. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, like you can have the app, and listen, but if you don't really like get into it, well, it's just you have like to help yourself. I've known that this app exists for forever, and like I know that like meditation, like deep breathing exercises, can help with anxiety. But I was like, eh, whatever. Like it probably doesn't work, or or whatever. I'm not going to spend the five minutes to do it. But then when I did it last night, I like felt so much better after, and I was like, wow. Imagine I just like did it sooner. Isn't it funny how people will spend thousands of dollars on like. I don't know, like getting work done, going to doctors and like doing all this like crazy stuff and taking supplements. Like I've spent so much money on supplements, Same. but then things like, oh, just do breath work. I'm like, no, 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 it's completely free. That could just take five minutes. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to try that, but I'm going to like, you know, spend $50 on this pill that's supposed to make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's, it's just the most classic backwards thing in my brain. Sometimes it just makes it no sense. I am proud of you, though. Thanks. I think that's a big step. I think spending time just slowing it down and like being like one with your thoughts is so important. I'm like, OK, I'm in my um, what era do I want to call it? I don't know. I don't have a name for it yet. Healing. But- Slowing it down. I've been allegedly in my healing era for the past like year. And yeah, I'm we've not been. Healed. You've been yeah, it's been a, <laughs> it's no, but been then, a while. But, like, I think at first it was like you know physical healing, like gut healing, and then there's yeah. like mental healing, there's emotional healing. Well, I think right now because I don't, I don't know what to call this. Well, I need all of that. So. Okay, okay. So we're but just we're just healing. So. I I got my Dutch test results back, and I found out that my cortisol levels are highest at night when I'm sleeping. Okay. And part of my like recommendations was literally like no screens before bed, an hour before bed, which like I know is not good. Like the blue light is not good for you mm. before bed. So I'm trying to be better about that. But like meanwhile, I'm like scrolling for like meditations last night. But I think I need to get like I have like a pair of blue light glasses for work, but I want to get one that I just keep on my bedside table and just leave it there because I want to put it to the test and see if it works. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. I'm all for that. I think it's important. Um, How are you, though? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I didn't see you this weekend. What the hell were you up to? Well, I went to... Chris Stapleton with my family on Friday night, which was so fun. Where was that? In like the pavilion in New Hampshire. It's like oh, a cute. concert venue. It's outside. It was so fun. It was such a good time. We got the, um, we got like tickets as like a family to go. And it was just like, it was so nice with going with my mom and dad. Like we had blankets, we were on the lawn. It was just like, he has such a good voice, highly recommend. So that was a lot of fun um, doing that. We like slept at my parents' house and then Saturday, my sister and I went back to the city and like our cousins, Kayla and Nicole came to the city for like the day and then the night, which Aww. was so fun. Yeah. It was just like, so it was good because 
growing up when my sister and I um, like lived in Turkey for like eight years, every summer we'd come to New Hampshire for a full month and we'd spend time with my um, my aunt, my cousins, my grandmother, like my family over here because we didn't get to see them a lot because we lived in Turkey. Right. And we just like, I don't even know. We, we talk about it now. We had the most fun just like going in the lake and getting into mischief and we we're just like little kids like running around everywhere and we just had these like core memories we always rent a cottage like on the lake in new hampshire every every summer because we'd come for like a full month and we would just like have the silliest times so we'd make popcorn and just like dance around and make music videos and just like all the silly stuff you do when you're like 10 years old and we always used to say like we're the four best cousins the party never ends mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was just so silly but anyways obviously now we're all like adults and we're all similar in age so we just try to make it an effort to always like have time just like the four of us or at least we have recently so we you know did brunches and like went out and had dinner but then we came home and we put on mama mia and bought a bunch of ice cream and we just like Ooh. all fell asleep on the couch watching did you get movie. fomu no we just like bought Ugh. ice cream but oh. we all fell, fell asleep on the couch watching the movie just like we did when we were little it's just like so cozy like waking up are they not from here like they live in mass? new hampshire oh, they okay. live in new hampshire got it so we're slumber party yeah, it was a slumber That's party. So, so cute. So much fun. Um, yeah, it was really, really nice. But what you were saying about the meditation, I think that I think that's so important. Like time mm -hmm. spent. And I think everyone's different. Um, like I know some girls like to or guys, I guess, like to wake up in the morning and they like to journal. Um, some people like to wake up and, you know, meditate. I think people like to do it before bed. Um I don't think it matters like when you do it. I think you're right. Like the times that you're the most stressed out is probably a good time to do it. Yeah. But <laughs> I think the biggest, biggest, most important thing is to prioritize it and to find a time. Yep. Like no matter when that is. Someone told me they're like, Shannon, it don't matter when you do it. As Just long get as it done. you get it done. And I like this past week, I have been telling myself, okay, wake up early and, you know, go. I, I knew I wanted to like go by the water and work out. I was like talking about that a few few weeks ago well, I still finally can? finally did it the other day I woke up early 5 30 I walked to the water with my yoga mat and weights and I like did a little workout but then I like meditated after I like read a bible verse I like hung out and I just spent like literally 10 15 minutes like after my workout just sitting there and like watching the sunrise Aww. that like set my day up so nicely just like that 10 to 15 minutes that's why and I'm like I was I was just like in my head I'm, like why don't I do this every morning like I'm only really waking up 30 minutes earlier than I normally would anyways. I didn't have to do anything crazy, but it's just crazy how like when you're in that state of sleeping, like to you, that extra 30 minutes is like, I need to like keep hitting snooze. But realistically, you're so happy when you actually just get up. That's why I think I would be better off in a warmer climate. Cause I really do think that like being outdoors is so healing. Yeah. Like it truly is. It really is. There's so many pros to being outside and like breathing fresh air. I don't know. I can't even, you guys know my thoughts. I'm too much of a chicken baby, whatever you want to call it to actually do it. But I think I'd be a happier person if I did. You're so funny because you'll say that, but then you're also the one that's like, I can't wait for summer to be over. I know. Cause I need my fall. Like no, I, know, I don't I care know. about winter. I just want fall. No, I know. No, my goal in life is just to be rich enough to own a house in every climate. So okay. I can just experience all four seasons but just bop uh, around all the time that's beautiful bop around the country maybe we could go half seas split seas okay yeah so we can all bop two different climates but yeah. then we would never see each other what do you mean well i'd be like in the winter and you'd be in the summer and then i'd be in the fall and you'd be in the spring uh, we'll like work chasing it out. each other we'll work it out yeah we'll work it out i went to this weekend we have a new restaurant that opened up in ec that i'm so excited about oh have you been to mita no Okay, so Mita is an Italian restaurant. They have one in the South End. And when they, do they open? In Eastie? Yeah. Just this past week. Oh, but there's another one. You're they have two oh. locations already. So they have one, like the OG is in the South End. And then they have a second location in Newton. And then they just opened up their third location in East Boston. It's been a long time coming. I've been watching them build it for the past, I don't know how many months. That's always the best feeling when you like are oh. literally watching something being built in your neighborhood and you're just so excited for it. It's right on the water. It has like the best view of the city, like the city oh. skyline. It's unreal. Yeah, I want to go. And the food, you have to. It's, I'm not, I almost want to gatekeep it because I'm like, 
Oh, but it Thanks was for the invite. You were in New Hampshire. <laughs> I was like, why like you, you actually just like, got like taken aback for a second. <laughs> there like, was like the pause. I was like, why didn't I invite her? Why didn't I? Why no, because you were gone. Okay. Um, um, but they have the best pizza. The pasta is really good in the South End. I will say, okay, so we went Friday night. It was their first Friday night open and they were a shit show. They definitely have some kinks to work out like service wise, but it makes me just so happy to see that like they were so busy that they couldn't physically handle it. Like yeah, that's, it was popping. Nice. Like everyone was like our, our reservation was late to begin with because everyone there wants to watch the sunset because it's unreal. Oh, They need to put like a timer on tables. Like if you're a party of X, you get two hours. If you're a party of two, you get an hour and a half. Like keep it moving. Oh, COVID vibes. Okay. Literally. But like, it, but whatever. It was good food. We got like a couple of drinks comped and a free appetizer. Like they gave us a thing of arancini at the end of our meal. And I was like, what the hell? That <laughs> doesn't make sense, but okay. But the food's That's really, amazing. really good. Really good Caesar salad. Good pizza. Good pasta. Highly recommend. Ooh, okay. Well, I want to go. That's awesome. Any Anytime. Come on down to Eastie. <laughs> We're just a ferry away. I will say I was sitting there with Mystery Man and not only do you have like a great view, but it's right where all the like apartment buildings are. It's like right next to Tall Ship. If you guys have been there, um, it's right over like where those apartment buildings are. There's like probably th- like over a thousand. No, there's thousands of people that live amongst these buildings, which means there's hundreds and hundreds of puppies. And the amount of people going on walks with their dogs. I'm not kidding. I signed up for Rover. What? Do you know what Rover is? Yeah, it's when you can pet sit. Yeah, pet sit, dog walk, whatever. I was like, I have puppy fever and I'm not ready for a dog. So why don't I like make $5 an hour, like the lowest rate possible just to walk dogs? Wait, really? You want yeah, to do that? I do. I'm waiting for my, I, okay. I had to pay $35 for a background check. and Wait, had to, wait, wait, wait. So you have to pay $35 to get a background check. So you're going to have to do seven walks to pay off <laughs> the background check okay, before maybe, you start making money. But it's not about the money. Okay. It's not okay. about the okay, money. That's fine. It's about the vibes. I probably I respect that. I, I probably that won't charge $5. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't care about the money, but like I had to pay $35 for a background check and I had to give them my social security number to do so. So I was like, Mr. Man, is this normal? Like, should I give my social security out? Like yeah. That? For a background check, you have to. I know. It was so sketchy. <laughs> it was so sketchy. Well, they would have another way of verifying. I know. Yeah. But I'm like, can you just like, take my word that I'm out of seriously? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just take my word. Definitely. Um, but I'm waiting for that to pass. Imagine I don't pass. There's like something there. Like what's on there? I don't know. I've never been Abby, arrested. What, what is on there? <laughs> like, do I want to know? I've never been arrested. You're like tied to a bunch of crime back in <gasps> Rhode Island. Oh my God. Imagine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, wait, I had, I paid to get crazy. that. Spread. I didn't Just know about kidding. Rover. Wait, that's exciting. What? Sorry. <laughs> You're too busy talking about getting your record scrub. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's no record. I know. I know. Um, no, I didn't know you did that. That's really cool. I just did it yesterday. Ah, I'll let you know exciting. when I get approved. Let me know if you guys, if you baddies have a dog that needs to be walked here and there, let me know. You can walk my cats. I think more cats should be on walks. No, they hate it. It's so bad. Why? Because they freak out and they run away. I saw a cat in a stroller today. Okay, that's really disturbing, but fresh air. I'm kidding. Okay, that's cute. That's cute. When was the last time your cats got fresh air? They got traumatized. Remember Michael and I used to have the cat backpacks and we brought that them That is traumatizing. We brought them for a cat like a catwalk. Brought them to the park and in my mind I had this like beautiful image. I was like I'm going to bring them to the commons. We're going to open the backpacks up and we had these little like leashes that you know, we hooked onto the backpack so that yeah. we could kind of like wander around. They did not the comments. like it. We thought they were going to like look up at the birds and the squirrels and be like all excited. And we were going to give them like treats. We had this beautiful image. We get to the park. It's like windy out. We open the backpacks and they are like petrified. Like they don't come out of the backpacks. They're shaking. They're shivering. It's like 75 degrees out. They're like shaking. All of a sudden this huge, like, you know, dog comes running out of like, you know, from Do you the think left. they were overstimulated? Overstimulated and terrified. They had no desire to be Aww. out there and they hated it. And Mike always has this joke. He's like, Chloe has never been the same. <laughs> so yeah, it's really sad. But I do think those backpacks like shouldn't be allowed though. I think they're like, they give me claustrophobia. Just no, no, no. At Remember them. we bought those ones with the big, like, 
you can like open them up and it's like the astronaut vibes. Yeah, I think it, I just know. <laughs> um, so I can't get behind them. They Mm-mm. do like those better than the carriers. I don't know. I just think there's, I think if you're an outdoor cat, they like are used True. to going up like indoor cats are. Anyways, um, let's dive into drunk teats. Oh my God. Okay. So you remember the movie, The Blind Side? Yes. Okay. So Michael Orr, the guy who was the subject of the movie, the movie was based, based on, on true a story. true story. So we thought. Oh. So turns out it was all a lie. It was all a dream. Um. So it was sorry. all a dream. Okay. So <laughs> sorry. Here we go. Singing again. So Michael, he ended up not actually being adopted by the Tui family. Oh. So this gets complicated because as you know, this was a very popular movie. Everyone's seen the blind side. Yes. Everyone loves Sandra Bullock in the blind side. Oh my side. gosh. And like, she does all these things and then it's a tearjerker. Everyone's crying. I've actually never seen it, but I feel like I've seen it. Shannon. No, I can't watch that. Shannon. Maybe I've seen part of it. I've definitely seen part of it. What? I just knew it was going to be sad. I Peter, like, you've seen it, right? Yeah. How sad is it? I honestly don't remember. That's sad. What's really? sad about it? It's just emotional. Like it's yeah, definitely emotional. Just a homeless kid that gets brought in by a, a rich fam- family, yeah, rich white family. And yeah, they bring him to the train him, and he goes to the and NFL. He's a star, and then he ends up being amazing for taking advantage of him. What? They get under. They get held against like a bunch of scrutiny for like looking like they're like taking advantage of him. In, in the movie, in the movie, they look like they're taking advantage of him. Yeah, but then or they're in real to, like, life. Oh, that's interesting because in real life they did take advantage of him. So oh wait, whoa. So in the movie, they get. So my, I literally never have seen this movie. That's <laughs> like, insane. They get like kind of ridiculed because it looks like that they're using this like kid. True. Oh. Okay, it's coming back to me now. To a football player. Against his own will. Okay, now I need to watch this movie. It's really good. It's it's really not that sad to the point where like you shouldn't watch it. It's All right. a classic. So essentially it's a heart jerking movie or tear jerking. One of the something. Both. And <laughs> it's like the family is supposed to be good. In real Correct. life though. In real life, so just find it like I'm not even kidding. This past year, this past February, Michael found out that you know, well, obviously he probably knew he was he wasn't legally adopted. I mean, he's now thirty seven years old. I'm. I think in the movie, like maybe he came into their life in like middle school or high school. I want to say high school. He came into the Tui family's life, um, but it it turns out that they never legally adopted him, which is a problem because he signed away the legal authority to use his name in business deals after he turned 18. So this was a very successful movie. The movie itself made $300 million. Okay. It's been around since 2009. Um, the royalties itself has made the Tui family millions and millions of dollars. Right. And he hasn't gotten a penny of it. Wait, why didn't he get a penny of it? Because he was never legally adopted. And so they basically, like what he says is that he was tricked into signing away his rights. But why did he sign away his rights? I mean, he was a minor at the time. He didn't know what he was signing. But I just don't understand, like, what... So he is... He comes into their lives. He mm-hmm. ends up, like, you know, becoming a really good athlete, obviously, playing football, going on to play college. And they just randomly are like, oh, we want you to sign this paperwork, signing away your ability to use your name. Like I For the movie. Oh, for the movie specifically. For the movie specifically. So the Tui family made a bunch of money off of the movie and he doesn't get any of it because when he was still a minor, he signed like this, I don't know what it was, this document saying like he doesn't get to use his name like in business deals and something about the royalties. But basically they were saying like, had he been legally adopted, he would have retained the power to handle his own finances as a member of the family. But he was actually in a conservatorship and basically that conservatorship gave all authority to Mr. and Mrs. Tui. Wait, what the hell? Why are we still doing conservatorships? That, Have you ever heard of a successful one? No, basically I'm moral so of the story is nothing good comes from conservatorships. And like, I don't know why they're still allowed. They are shady. Wait, what did he just find out this past February? 
I think that the Chewies use their conservatorship to make themselves and their birth children millions of dollars in royalties from the movie. But how did he just find out about that? What he signed this past February? Oh, he just found out that that's why he didn't get the money. Yeah, because they tricked him. You're telling me after all these years, he wasn't like wondering, oh, why am I not getting paid off that movie? I don't know. That's strange. I don't know. I don't know the nitty gritty details, but I just know that like whatever. Why would he now just be like coming out about this? Like. You think that in twenty in two thousand nine, when the movie first came out, he would have spoken publicly about this. He probably didn't know. I don't know. I'm so confused. I have so many questions. I know. It's 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 a shady situation. I, I don't know why he wasn't legally adopted. That doesn't make sense. Like why did the movie like have this big premise of well, you wouldn't know, but like like he was supposed <laughs> to be adopted. Right. And it turns out he wasn't. So that in and of in and of itself is shady, and then he's in a conservatorship. Like they were supposed to adopt him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone was under the idea that he was up what until the- now. I'm so, I'm so confused. Yeah. Wait, this is so sad. It is sad. And he played for the Ravens, Titans, and Panthers over eight years. So his NFL career lasted eight years. But he was a first, what do they call it? A first round draft pick. Is that right? Did I say that right? First round draft pick. Like he was a big deal back in the day. Like first round is a big deal. And he he probably had a very successful career. I don't know how much money he made off of the NFL, but like the amount of money he's lost from this movie that he hasn't touched or seen a dime of. It's really sad. I don't know. Wow. That is literally... <sighs> That's crazy. That's like just, just disappointing. It's like, what did you say? You said this a few weeks ago when we were talking about doing good for others. And it's like the intention behind it is so important. Mm-hmm. I said that? Go yeah, me. like, well, I think as we were talking about... I don't remember. It was like going out there and... Oh, how doing good, like volunteering, like actually changes your brain chemistry, like mm-hmm. makes you happier and stuff. Yeah. So then you were like, yeah, but like it all depends on like where your, what your heart is. True. Like, why, like this what is an example. Like yeah. so many people do things to look good, but in reality, they're trying to gain things from it. Right. And I feel like that's just so messed up that actually. It's gross. I'd rather someone just do shitty things all the time and just be a shitty person than someone who like. Pretends to be a good looks person. like they're so good, and then it's just like using people and like actually just trying to like push their own agenda. That is the worst type of person for me. I agree. I think we call it a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I can't stand people like that. Wow. All right. That just like made me lose a lot of faith in humanity. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Ashley, Please watch the movie. Ashley, I will actually watch it now. Thank you. Like after this update, I'm going, I'm going to, to tell Michael that Michael you haven't is seen be it. So mad at me because like we literally got new like not a fight but like a quarrel. A a quarrel. We do every single Sunday. Sunday night is movie what night. What to watch? We never end up watching a movie. We ended up What'd watching watch? a flat earth documentary. No, you didn't. <laughs> why I would just, you waste your time with I that? Because I just like wanted to understand why people thought the earth was flat. What was their reasoning? I don't really get it. <laughs> There's just like, people are like, well... You know, if you bring a level onto a plane, like if the plane is going around the earth, like it should be like its nose should be tipping down every now and then. So like the level should be like not like not level. So if you're on what a, kind of people were saying this? So if you're flying from like Australia to the U.S., like you're you, and you bring a level on a plane, it should like constantly be changing because the plane is like constantly like going around the earth and like dipping its nose down. <laughs> so like you're, they were like it should change, but like if your level stays level the whole flight, that's how you know that. The earth is flat. And then this guy did it and his level stayed flat. But like, obviously the explanation is like physics and the way that like forest works. Gravity. There's like explanations for everything, but there's people out there who think that the earth is flat. I just, I've been hearing about this for years and I just <laughs> needed to understand why. I also would like to note that I don't do drugs. I don't smoke weed. I just really wanted to know. And Michael was like, this is so stupid. Why are we watching this? And it's because we can't decide on anything. So we'll end up putting on the dumbest, single-handedly stupid thing. And no one's enjoying themselves. <laughs> Anyways, moral of the story. When I go home and I'm like, I want to watch The Blind Side. He's going to be like overjoyed, but also like very confused as to why I actually want to watch a good movie. Because I don't have good taste. <laughs>
So yeah. Wow, you're admitting <laughs> it on the podcast. Well, I don't. Bad like I don't like movies. anything critically acclaimed. I watched Brad Wars <laughs> and like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days on repeat. That's a good movie. I think those are great movies, but like society but gotta, and Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> says otherwise. <laughs> you gotta just broaden your horizons. I know. That's all. Like I like Dip Mama Mia. Like a good movie. That's musical. a great movie. Great movie. I know, but Michael can't like, watch it every Sunday though. Probably not. Yeah. And you got to throw but, Michael about Okay, bone. in my defense, you also can't watch Remember the Titans every Sunday. Oh my God, no. Or Monty Python. I've never seen that one. <laughs> he's never made you watch it? No. What? I'm so surprised. <laughs> well, he's going to now. Um, yeah. Okay, Ashley Olsen re- secretly gave birth to a baby boy, Otto, a few months ago in New York. Freaking take notes, Kylie. Oh. Yeah, she did this real under the radar. Like, first of all, barely see the Olsen sisters like in the media to begin with the fact that she hid a baby for nine months is impressive and she didn't like be like oh my god here's my nail color can you guys guess like what's different about me Ooh, this picture's nine months old like no she's not like immature like that like she I don't know what the hell she did I want to know if she left the house or not I would love to know that, but really happy for her. She had a baby boy in New York named Otto with her husband, Louis Eisner. You know Ooh. who his mom is? No. I don't know either, but. <laughs> Wait, what? I didn't know. Oh, you said I don't I know did. either. And like, that was just like a comment you were making. No. She's um, a jewelry designer, but she also was a one-time West Coast editor of Vogue. Oh. So like I feel like that's very on brand with like the Olsen twins. Like they're very fashionista. Yes. Yes. Like it makes sense that he married the son of a of a Vogue baddie. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Honestly, the Olsen twins should get like a medal. I guess you could argue that like obviously Kylie is a lot more in the spot a public spotlight yeah. than Ashley Olsen. So but they will makes- always be relevant. Yes, because the way they do things is just so smart. Like they obviously went through, you know, the 2000s era, like all like the Mary Kate and Ashley like movies, all of the craze, which I watched every single one of those movies. So good. So good. The Lost When in Rome. Like, come on. So good. Anyways, I feel like instead of kind of either trying to like continue making it as like a child star or like going on to make like you know movies they kind of went the fashion route but I feel like the way that they do it is just so smart like the company The Row it's not yes it's not like everything is like super uber branded like you know Kylie Cosmetics like while we're on the topic of Kylie or that it's like very obvious that it's like their brand I feel like they're behind this brand what is it called silent uh Money talks, wealth whispers. Yes. They're behind this like high fashion brand, but it's like they don't like advertise that it's theirs. It's just like you wouldn't necessarily know unless you knew, but it's a very, very like high fashion. They kind of marketed themselves in such a smart way. They've created this like fashion empire. And it like took me years before I was like, wait, that's their company. Yep. Like I like genuinely didn't I had know. No idea. And it's like there's like you said they're still so relevant. They're getting invited to all the events. They're doing all the things, but they're not like in the limelight, getting you know everything, you know every picture taken every day and getting scrutinized every single day. It's like the way they did it, like is how I'd want to do it if I was a celebrity. Also, like without knowing them at all, knowing if they're good people, but it's just like from the outside, I guess. Yeah, like I actually know nothing about them because they just stay out of drama. Like, yeah, apparently Mary Kate. I, had no idea that she was married. She was married for five years. She just got divorced um, in January of 2021. Had no idea she had a husband. Yeah. Had no idea. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I just don't understand. Like, they had this, like, vision that they were like, we're going to get into the fashion space. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to do something. I think this is huge. Like, they're going to do something, like, you know, sustainable. And we're going to stay out of the public eye. We're going to, you know, market to very exclusive clientele and like that's going to be our thing. And they did it well. So I think like the concept of her having a baby that no one knew about and like keeping it under wraps like for months and months after the baby was born is impressive, but also not shocking because I think that's kind of been their, their, their thing, which I respect. I respect people wanting their privacy. Absolutely. So, very cool. All right. Tom Brady's new girlfriend, Arena Shake. We yes. talked about her a couple episode ago, episodes ago. 
Um, she is cutting off certain friends in hopes of making it work with Mr. Brady. Oh. Basically, a source told Page Six, she is so intent on making this romance work that she is cutting ties with some of her more loose-lipped friends to avoid any embarrassing fumbles. So basically, she's so afraid of... I, which, when I heard this, I was like, girl... Come on. Come on. Like, did you even DTR yet? Like, are you guys even exclusive yet? Like, did you define the relationship? Why are you cutting people off yet when you don't even have the bag? Like... But then at the same time, I also understand like Tom Brady's probably actually I don't know him. I don't know if he's down for for drama. I feel like the whole divorce thing was kind of drama drama. But um, he's not going to want like a influencer girlfriend, influencer no, wife. That's like a like, real housewife. Yeah, like he, that's, bullshit. that's no. not what he wants. He doesn't want like the friends of his girlfriend leaking all of his day in my life routines or what he said at dinner like oh my god did tom brady have a glass of wine at your dinner like he doesn't need that or want that that's so true so i could see why like she's cutting ties but at the same time like do you really need to cut ties like can you just maybe like distance yourself and be a little bit smarter about what you say and like who you bring around him perhaps yeah i have so many thoughts on this you actually just said you said it perfectly. Oh, wow. Well, I'm just saying Thank like, because, th- yeah, like on one hand, I'm like, yeah, you don't want people in your life who are gossiping about you and like selling, you know, right. information to the tabloids. Like, I feel like a lot of people might, like, I guess in, like in her defense, you might not realize who the genuine people you are, th- like that you have in your life are until you're put in the public eye. Right. Like you might think some of your friends are genuine and are good people. And then when you start dating a celebrity and things start getting crazy, you might have those friends who are now talking to people and like gossiping for, you know, their five minutes of fame. But so let's, it makes not, sense. let's not forget. She dated Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, the that's most a, that's a really good famous point. athlete okay. in the world. So why is she just now cutting people <laughs> like off? Like acting weird. That's a really good point. Okay. So then I guess I don't as much think that. I but just, I think if you have people in your life that, have started, you know, are gossiping about you. Yes. Creating distance, I think is a really good idea, but like, why do you need to change? Right. Just when you get into this relationship, that's what I'm wondering, because sure, your friends might be now gossiping about your relationship, but like, (laughs) did they probably were gossiping about you before or like talking about your old relationships too. Maybe this is the, the straw maybe that broke the camel's back. I don't know. Maybe she's trying to learn from past mistakes with her relationship with Cristiano. True. Okay. I could see that. Like last time I was in a public eye relationship, yeah. you know, this person said things. So now I'm just going to cut people off. It's just, <laughs> we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. It is. Who. <laughs> yeah. What? No, I was just going to say, it's like, it is interesting to me though, because we don't we don't know any of the details. So it could be like, all right, these people that aren't trustworthy, I'm just going to distance myself from them. I'm like, I've known this about them for a while. The timing is just funny, though, because like to your, I think, original point of making all these changes when you get into a relationship about yourself and your friendships. I think that's a little strange. Like, sure, maybe things have come to light where you've it's made concerning. those changes. But if things haven't, like if she hasn't just randomly discovered that her friend is talking to the tabloids or something and she's just more so like, Proactively Proactive, cutting people yeah. out of her life. I think that's so weird because, like, it's the oldest, you know, thing. You're not supposed to change for a boy. Mm-mm. Someone likes you because they like you. If you have to change to fit into an image of what you think they you want you belong. to be, they don't belong with you. And the truth is always going to come out in the wash because I'm sorry, at the end of the day, people don't like to think about this, but your friends and the people around your life are a reflection of you. <laughs> so yep. if you're surrounded by a bunch of gossips, chances are you're a gossip. Like, Sure, maybe you have one toxic friend, but like you have a bunch of people in your life that are loose-lipped and like all this stuff. Like, you know, is that because you're kind of like that too? I'm just honestly, sure, might not be fun to realize. So if you're like, well, I'm just gonna practically cut everyone out, and then maybe he won't notice that like I'm a drama queen. Like that's not gonna work. Not saying that's what she's doing, but it's funny. That's the thing. We have no idea. Maybe she's flipping a new page. Maybe she used to be drama and no longer wants to be drama. Maybe that's why her relationship failed with Cristiano. 
We have no idea, but I did, like, when I read this, I did initially think it was concerning because, to your point, you should never change for a man. No. Especially this soon. Like, they just started talking that we know of. Yes. We, we don't know exactly how long they've been talking, but in the public eye, it's it hasn't been long. So I just think it's a little soon to be making serious life changes. And, like, those friends are going to remember that. When you guys eventually sizzle out, which hopefully that never happens, but when and if it does. <laughs> You're like, hopefully it never happens, but like when it does. <laughs> I think we're like the biggest hypocrites. On the, I know. It's fine though. It's but fine. like we see both sides of the coin. It, yeah, it's easy and to that's see And that's what's good about that's us. That's like, what's unique about us is that we never have an original thought. We just, we just <laughs> see, we see all sides and we take whatever stance we want that will, you know, serve our, 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 we'll like, go viral on TikTok. Yeah, that will serve our purpose <laughs> for this week, and then next week it'll be something totally different. I'm kidding. Um, That's yeah, it. You never know what you're gonna get. I I remember back in the day, like this is like maybe during like our YouTube days. Oh God, like, real real back. TV. We did a segment on like relationships and talking about men and just men, <laughs> just about men. But <laughs> it was about the topic of you know what you can do to make a man like you. Oh my God. And, and we asked we all of our guy friends, right? Yes, we did. But I think the general thing is that there is nothing you can do to make a man like you. True. Nothing, which is so weird. Like there, like, sure. You can make yourself seem, you know, funnier and smarter, maybe more attractive and maybe it will work for a while. But I just think that a guy is either going to be into you or they're not. And the truth will always come out in the wash. And that's why, like, there are some people you can get into relationships with where, like, you can be a complete weirdo. And, like, you can completely mess up on the first date. And you can act like a crazy person. And chase rats and down an alley. chase rats down an alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy will still come back, coming back for more. And then there's other situations where you're like... I was funny. I was charming. My hair was bouncy. My winged eyeliner was perfect that night. And he never called me back. And I don't know why. Like I, I did everything. Like I had like a sports center, like ding tone go off in the middle of <laughs> dinner just so he'd think I was into sports. Like I did everything and like it didn't work. And I just think it's like, you can't make someone like you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't, again, I don't know if that speaks to the situation. I just think we all need to remember that sometimes. Like when I get into a relationship and I'm changing all these things to make him think I'm like cooler and chiller and more down to earth than I really am. It's like, that isn't going to work. You can't have someone fall in love with a version of yourself. Like if they're not going to fall in love with who you really are, like it's all a facade and eventually that's going to come to light and that might happen in three months. It might happen in a year. I don't know when, but like, that'll be a scary day. When they realize that, like, you're not who they thought that And then you you're were. back to square one, finding the third best athlete in the world. <laughs> yeah. They started finding the third. <laughs> Who's that? I guess her situation is, like, pretty good. So, yes, like, she's I got it good. <laughs> she's a Russian supermodel. She'll probably be, like, Tom the Brady, more I think about it, okay. she'll probably be fine. Like, even if she changes who she is. I'm talking about, like, the rest of us. The normal, rest of normal us. Normal people. Us normal gals. Us normal gals. Oh, God. Well... Honestly, do you think this relationship will last? I don't know. I have a feeling it might. Why? Longer than we think. Okay, just because she's making all the right moves. Just because, yeah. Okay. Well, not she's committed. You know what it is? Tom definitely needs a girl that's like committed to him. Right. Yeah. I do think it's, he must have a type, models. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's most guys' types. Fuck. <laughs> but I think like, the difference is that Tom Brady can actually land a model. Like, I have a lot of guy friends that are like, I'd love to date a model. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> also, like, I don't know if Tom strikes you this way, Ooh. but part of me is like, do you think he's kind of a loyal guy? Like, when he finds a girl, I mean, he's had his fair share of dating, but when he finds his girl, like, let's say he ends up getting really serious with this girl. Do you see him as being someone that's like swayed by other women or is kind of like, you know, maybe he could be in a relationship but keep his options open? Or do you think he's like very committed because that's like his personality? Okay, I was thinking the first thought that came to my mind was I think there will, I think his career will always come first. His first love, okay. So I think that because, you know, he might not be the type of person to need like a 
a spouse in his life, like he might want one. Yeah. It might be nice to have like, I don't need a Chanel bag. I want a Chanel bag. It'll look nice on my arm. But like, if I don't have it, like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to die without it. He's giving that to me. So I think part of me doesn't hate that though. Like, I think that being someone that feels like you need a relationship makes you kind of an unhealthy partner. I do. I do think that no one needs that, but I do think it's sad that like, and I'm not saying he should have stayed with Giselle because if you're in an unhappy relationship or marriage, you shouldn't stay. I mean, we've gone back and forth when to give up, when not to give up, but it just strikes me as like, okay, so you're just going to recycle through women and like hope that like one is going to do everything that you want them to do. And I don't know. I feel like he probably doesn't have as much of as an emotional attachment. Okay. So would he cheat? I don't know, but I think maybe he would be quicker to get rid of this girl. Makes sense. And the next girl. And the okay. next girl. Gotcha. He's so Tom just Brady more so and he like, could have whoever he wants. Not that you, you don't think he's like a serial cheater. You think he's just more so not super invested in like the women aren't like the center of his world. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. I think that's a good point. Do you I think, think he's a cheater to your pumpkin? I honestly either? don't know. I, I don't really think so. Like he does strike me as someone where like, he finds someone and he likes them and he's like, all right, cool. But I, I agree. I think it's because he's not like constantly constantly like obsessing and like looking for someone it's yeah like if someone finds me great that's right. kind of the vibe i don't know i think there's a lot to it i obviously have no actual knowledge on what he's like but it's just an interesting like thought process because i know over the past few weeks so much has come out about you know ariana grande and the patterns and the fact that every single relationship she's been in it's been her quote-unquote allegedly stealing i have to say all Mm -hmm. quote unquote allegedly stealing someone from another woman yeah um i know every like people are are doing these crazy timelines on tiktok and it's like every boyfriend that she had like honestly going all the way back to like you know big sean mac miller like all of them it's like they all had serious girlfriends that they like left and all of a sudden you know a few days later they were with ariana grande so there's all these patterns and i know we're even talking about Alex Earl and the whole Braxton Barrios things where it's like, okay, did he leave um, Sophia Coppola for Alex Earl? And is Alex Earl someone that goes after guys who are in relationships? And I just think it's a very interesting, you know, situation. And a lot of people are kind of commenting on it right now about women that do this. And I also want to note, I think this could go either way. Obviously, I think there's men that target women who are in relationships. Why is it that we see it less? I just genuinely, I'm more curious than anything else. Like, do you see men that go after girls habitually go after women who are in relationships? I mean, I'm sure that it happens all the time. I'm just wondering why we hear so much about no, it. Because if you think about it, like, I feel like there's like you hear those classic stories of like, oh, like you're friends, but like it's never been the right time. Either he's always been in a relationship or you've always been in a relationship. And then the set, like, let's say the guy's single finally, but the girl's in a relationship. The second that girl is single, he's going to shoot his shot. And this girl's going to be like, whoa, this came out of left field. Like, I thought we were good friends. Like, I had no idea you, you saw me in that way. I feel like guys, I don't know if it's they just like, have more know. respect. I don't know what it is for. I mean, there's definitely guys who have gone after married definitely. women or have gone after like women who are in, uh, you know, a dating relationship and things like that for sure. It's I just, just feel like common. we see less of like the consistent like trends of like quote unquote, like stealing the man. I feel like we see it so much. It's a double standard. And here's the thing. I, it's almost like part of me doesn't even want to like speak on it because part of me is like, is it getting publicized so much because, you know, we're only talking about the women who do it and we're guys not talking talk about, about the men? Yeah. Or is it like it happens more, you know, with women? I really don't know the answer to that. So if anyone knows, truly like DM us because I think it, I, I thought it was fascinating earlier when I was doing research on this. Couldn't find any information to back up why we keep hearing about, you know, serial, you know, home records on the girl side, but not as much on the guy's side. So let us know if you guys know, but I do think it's interesting to break it down because 
there are so many people like, you know, arguing in the comments and so many different like videos and hot takes on why this happens. And a lot of girls are like, Ugh, like girls who do this aren't girls girls there's another school of thought that's like i'm so sick of that term girls girls i know it's like so sick of it i'm sick of it too and then there's people who are like this isn't the girl's responsibility it's the guy's responsibility which like obviously it is right like we all know it's the yeah. guy's responsibility like his relationship him making that choice is his responsibility but like come on like if you're consistently going after guys who are in relationships like it eventually it has to be your fault too you can't relinquish all blame so all these people are going off about it, and I definitely think that there's a deeper level than, like, oh, this girl's just, like, a horrible, messed-up person, and she just, like, loves, you know, seeing other people hurt. Like, I think there, there's probably some, like, deep-rooted stuff there. I don't know what you think. Um, I think some—okay, well, I guess my question is, do you think— do you think, honestly, I'm just going to use Ariana as an example. Do you think that she is self-aware of her patterns? Do you think she sees anything wrong with it? My honest my honest thought on Ariana is that she probably has a lot of the stuff we're about to start getting into. But I think that without knowing her, mm-hmm. without being able to speculate on anything other than what I see on the outside— she is extremely wealthy, well-connected, powerful, and famous. And I think she surrounds herself by people that probably tell her what she likes to hear. Yeah. And probably tell her things like, okay, like, you know, you have to follow your heart. You have to do what's best for you. If this relationship isn't serving you, she has yes you should get out her. of it. If Yeah, if you like this guy and he likes you, regardless of if he's with someone else, if you're the love of his life, you should go for it. And I'm like, it's okay, Ariana, that you did this because— we know you're a good person. Like, yeah. We know we know you're good. Like I could see her being surrounded by people that tell her what she likes to hear and help her feel better. So about she has rose color glasses on her own situation. Not to maybe. say like I'm sure that like she is obviously on some deeper level aware that what she's doing is wrong. But I think it's very easy to be deceived like yeah. in your actions. And I think a lot of us have gone through this. Obviously not <laughs> in this way, but. I think a lot of people have gone through situations in your life where like realistically you're like what I'm doing is wrong, but you almost kind of feel like either you can't help it or it's a part of who you are or like it honestly just feels so good in the moment that like that outweighs whatever, you know, rational, I guess, like moral compass you might have. I feel okay. So I want to preface I'm not a psychologist and I don't want to use this word lightly because addiction is a very serious matter, but I feel like it can almost come off as an addiction of where people get addicted to the feeling of winning yeah, and feeling like, okay, I was good enough. I was pretty enough. I was cool enough. I was funny enough to get this person away from their significant other. Like I must be something special. Like it's almost like a, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Cause I, I, yeah. I can't understand something that I haven't been a part of. I don't understand it, but that's what comes to mind is that people, people want to feel good about themselves and they don't care who they hurt in the process. Yes, exactly. I think that's a really good point. And I almost think that you're like, not even, you're not even thinking about other people. You're probably thinking about like yourself so much that like, you're kind of even removing what emotions you might have towards like, you know, whatever girl this is or whatever family this is out of it because you're just so focused on like getting that next, like, you know, theoretical like hit, if, if you will. Yeah. Um, I do think that it stems from insecurity. Yeah. I think a lot of times when you see, uh, you know, a man or women, but I guess in these examples we're giving is women who are constantly going after guys who are either dating someone or married to someone. And it's not like, I know that there's obviously the argument for like, well, there's times when they don't know. I'm not talking about those situations. Yes. There are definitely times when you start talking to a guy and you find out he's in a relationship because he lied to you. That's not your fault, obviously. Yeah, I'm talking about when you, you know, met a guy and you became friends with him and you knew that he was in a long-term committed relationship, girlfriend of four years. And you're blatantly like, interested in him and like going after him and like a relationship kind of, you may not even wanted him until you found out that he has a girlfriend. It's like, you want what you can't have. And when you can't have something you want and knowing that they're in a relationship almost makes them more attractive. And I do think that it comes from a place of like 
deep-rooted insecurity. And I don't know where that insecurity comes from, but it's like getting this person who quote unquote belongs to someone else to then give you attention and even like potentially leave the person they're with for you validates and like helps, you know, heal again, quote unquote, heal the insecurity that you have. I think it's important to note that like it is not healing the insecurity that you have. It is a bandaid and it is a temporary fix to a deep rooted problem. The only thing that's going to heal your like insecurities is like to really take some time and like go to therapy and like figure out what's going on in your heart. That's like manifesting in this way. But I think in the moment, like for someone who's really, really insecure to get this feeling of like, wow, he paid attention to me and his girlfriend is gorgeous, but he's choosing to like text me instead of text her. Like that feeling, I almost feel like it's like a, a rush of, you know, dopamine and like people literally like chase after that feeling because in that moment they feel beautiful and special and maybe even part of them feels like, wow, like his girlfriend's beautiful, but he's texting me. He must think I'm prettier than she is. Mm -hmm. He must think I'm better. He must want to be with me instead. And it's like that temporary confidence boost. But it's important to note that it's it's temporary because, you know, one of two things are going to happen. Either he's going to ultimately, you know, not leave her for you and you're going to end up feeling more secure than ever because this guy that you've now developed feelings for is with someone else. Or you're going to, you know, end up with a guy and he's probably going to do the same thing to you. And again, you're going to feel up, end up feeling worse than you did before. Or you're going to end up with a guy and that like dopamine feeling is going to go away because now he's with you and there's no, there's no chase. Like there's no prize anymore. So it just, it doesn't end up well, which is why I think it usually ends up being a pattern. And it's like, all right, now there's, there's always another guy. There's always another guy in a relationship because you're always chasing that feeling. Like you, you equated mm -hmm. it to like that addiction feeling. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that is a big part of it. It's giving like, I wasn't picked on the playground. I was the last one to do red Rover, red Rover, send Ariana right over. <laughs> it's giving. Bless you. Thank you giving sneezes it's giving sneezes it's giving like i'm the runt of the litter oh, it's giving okay. like black sheep of the family okay. it's giving like um i'm alone and i just want to feel wanted i think i think we all can agree that at the end of the day we all just want to feel wanted and loved yes and when there's a void missing people just want to fill that void and i think some people will go to extreme lengths they are more willing to do that. And if it means stealing someone's man, breaking up a family, like whatever, because you are hurting so bad that you need that validation. Hurt no people, who hurt else people. Hurt. Yes. Hurt people, hurt people. You so if so you're right. hurting, like you don't care about hurting other people in the process. Yes, that is so true. I posted this quote on my Instagram like a few weeks ago when you just said, just reminded me of it. It was like, if you don't heal from what hurt you, you will always bleed on people or don't, it was, if you don't heal from what cut you, you will always bleed on people who never hurt you. Yeah. And that true. is so, so true. Like if you don't like take some time and like truly like try to heal from like all the shit that you've been through, we've all been through shit. Like <laughs> I was joking around with my friend about this the other day. I was like, you spend the first 20 years of your life getting messed up and then you spend the next 20 years trying to fix, fix yep. <laughs> all the trauma and all the shit that you put yourself through from like drinking in college and like you know having like a you know casual relationship and like all these stupid things that you think are a good idea when you're 17 18 19 years old you spend the next 20 years trying to heal yourself from oh my god that. i have 12 more years it's so ridiculous but like it's but like Ugh. if we don't do that and we just make our excuses for ourselves and then we surround ourselves with people who tell us no, what you're doing is fine. What you're doing is right. That's a problem. And I think you can't put the blame on like your friends. Like you have to take accountability for yourself. For sure. But I do also think that part of being a good friend is, you know, speaking in love. Speaking in love isn't telling people what they want to hear. It is telling people what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like I've had people convict me in my life and tell me things I didn't want to hear that I was doing wrong. And in the moment I didn't like to hear it, but they were right. And I needed to be convicted because I needed that in order to change. So I do think it's important to like surround yourself by people that are going to hold you accountable. Friends don't let friends be assholes. So true. And be homewreckers. Friends don't let friends be assholes. It makes me like, I can't believe that Ariana doesn't have one person in her life that's like, cut the shit, Ari. 
Just cut the shit. I know, shit. I know. You would think she would. Or maybe she does. That's the thing. We know nothing about her and her friends True. and the inner workings. And if anyone agrees with what she's doing, like, I have no idea. Maybe she cuts people off who don't. I don't know what it's like. But True. the you know example you gave about the addiction, I, I think that there is some validity there. And again, like I am not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Like I cannot diagnose someone. And I, I don't like when people, you know, get on a platform and diagnose people they know nothing about. But I do think that there probably is like there's so many different forms of addiction. And I think yeah. being addicted to validation, attention, like, you know, oh my attention, God, attention from men. It is an addiction, it right? It is. So freaking look at Instagram. The only reason why people post is for attention. Yeah. And when you when you see a post, like you post something and it does really well, you feel like that Good. high. You, you feel get, that like yes, endorphins. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the same thing. Like this person, whoever like a person who goes out of people in relationships, they feel like a high, like a rush when, you know, the person that they're pursuing texts them at, you know, one in the morning or like, you know, reaches out to them, pursues a relationship. Like they feel that rush, mm -hmm. that validation. And then you want another, you want another, you want another. It's the exact same thing. And you're going back for more. And I think a lot of us have these like addictive natures that a lot of times do stem from insecurity. It's like, I don't know. And I also think about this example is, you know, you you could be on a playground and there's a million toys and someone comes and they pick one up and all of a sudden you want that toy. I don't know what it is, but a lot of humans are just hardwired to want what other people want. Yeah. In your mind, you think if someone else has something that must make that thing really good. And if I can get that thing to love me, that must make me even better. And I think that's a really, really toxic mindset, but I do think that's where a lot of this stems from. I agree. Don't even get me started on that because I, <laughs> society has programmed us to to think way too much shit. Like I don't, mm, not even gonna get into it, but I but I would have to agree there. Yeah, I also think that. Again, though, I know I think we've said this before, but it, it is important to note that no one can steal anyone from you. Nope. No woman can come in and steal your man from you. They can't steal your boyfriend. They can't steal your husband. They can't, right? People can, you know, be homeworkers. People can, you know, make moves on people, but no one can force someone to like, you know, leave their relationship for them. So I think that is an important, you know, mindset. If some girl like wanders in and, tries to steal your boyfriend and she accomplishes it. Honestly, take him. You can have him. Because a man that is willing to put himself in that position and allow himself to like, or, you know, willingly like go after this other girl, like you don't want that man in your home. That's not a guy that you want. Mm -mm. And maybe if it wasn't this girl, it would have been the next girl. So again, I, I do think the responsibility is somewhat on the girl for sure. But like, it's important to know that like, you don't want to be with someone that can be taken. Correct. Because it is a choice. And if they can be taken, they weren't yours to begin with. That's true. And I think, too, like, there's nothing you can do because I've seen girls do this, too. Oh, I, you know, I deleted his, I made him delete his Instagram. I made him block the number of every girl that he used to talk to. I have his location. There's a will, I there's a way, babe. I don't let him go out. We live together. He doesn't go out on the weekends. Like, I've coordinated his work schedule with mine. So there's only five minutes a day that <laughs> he's we're not, not allowed together. to work with any females. He's not allowed to work with any females. He works fully remote and I have video cameras <laughs> on him. All I want to say is there that is teddy also, bear has a camera. <laughs> there is also nothing you can do to like, first off, that's like crazy. Pants. That's, well, that's also like, I think, um, stalking. human entrapment and like, that's probably <laughs> like, don't do that. But more of the story, like stalker vibes past the age of 20. Just don't, yeah, don't hold people in like, you know, weird relationship captivity. But like also there is nothing you can do to like hold, like hide someone from the world to the point where like they're not going to cheat on you because they don't have any options. Like that'll someone, make them want to cheat. Someone that wants to go out there and like pursue another girl or chat with another girl or talk to another girl. He's going to do it. Like, even if he only has that five minutes a day where his That's phone need. isn't blocked. And only if he only has, you know, access to four different websites. Like, trust me. And you've put parental controls on <laughs> his laptop. I'm just picturing this girl. Like, Jessica, like, parental controls Fucking on Jessica. the laptop. Like, he's not allowed to leave. Like, just, like, cameras everywhere. He will find a way somehow. So, like, remember that someone not cheating on you or not leaving you for another girl 
because they don't have any other options. Like that's not faithfulness. Faithfulness is someone who has other options and, and chooses don't. to be with you. Yeah. Like that is what we want. We want a relationship with someone who we're like, they could have whoever they wanted, but they chose me. And like, you know what? They're going out this weekend and they could theoretically do whatever and they could be up to no good. But like, I trust that they aren't going to do that because they want to be with me. Like, I think that true love like has to be a choice. And if someone is being faithful to you because you haven't given them the choice not to be, that's yeah. not faithfulness. That is like people are, some people are idolizing the wrong relationships. Yes. That's not the type of relationship no. <laughs> you want. No, no. Like you want the comfort of going to bed being like, I know that this person is like, if you have to wait up for your man to get home from a night out with the boys, you shouldn't be in that relationship. Yes. Which I will say like, as a little caveat to that, um, I think that it's okay to have a, a healing pro like a healing era in a relationship. Like I know when I first started dating Michael, like I've in, when you first started dating Mystery Man, we definitely oh, had it was our so crazy. Yeah, like we were healing from past traumas where we didn't have faithful relationships, and there were periods of like you know waiting up and being like, where were you and who are you with? But like that feeling, those feelings went away because we've been they kept coming through and proving to us like, Hey, like, right. we are faithful. So like trust is earned. Trust is earned. But like once the trust is earned, then it's that's there. when things should change. But, exactly. Well, I feel like that pretty much covers it. Um, that's all we had for you bodies this week. There will be no new episode oh, next week. So sad. sad. I will be in freaking Saratoga, Wyoming. Oh my goodness. I am so excited yeah. for you, by the way. I bought my cowgirl boots. Did you? Did I tell you? No, you, I knew you I, wanted me to get some for you from Nashville, but I didn't I go. took matters into my own hands. Uh, Mr. Man and I were on Newberry Street this past Friday and we were going to Viore. Right next door to Viore is Freebirds. We've walked by it a million times. It has the most aesthetically pleasing window. I saw cowboy boots. I went on. I moseyed on in. I got myself a pair. And yeehaw, I'm on my way to Wyoming. You are going to have the best time. I want to see pictures. I'm like, horseback I want riding. Cute desert, like horseback riding pictures. I have never been to Wyoming. I don't know what to accept, it's gonna be uh, expect, but it's a boozy ranch, Brush Creek Ranch. Look it up on Insta. I love it. You're going to have so much fun. And that's where I'll be next week. So no new episode. Very Alrighty. sad. Well, we'll see you guys the week after that. Remember that no one can take anything from you and love yourself first. I don't know. It really does come down to loving yourself. Love yourself. Just love, love yourself. Love yourself. You're and a baddie. Don't forget it. Yeah. Don't you forget that you're a baddie. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.